Hey everybody! Hello, hello. We're back. So we did what we were pro- we promised. We're back um, with another episode. We're gonna try to stay on track. I'm so excited for us keeping up with you know our promises and whatnot. We hope everybody's doing good. We know oh, we, we ain't gonna be like some of y'all niggas that just be good for a week and then change our mind. <laughs> yeah, and then. <laughs> Let me like, I'm bad, baby. I gotta, I gotta go talk to that lady. Yeah. That lady. <laughs> Facebook gives me like. Facebook makes me want to shut off the internet all the time. That shit was so funny. I'm gonna do right. I'm gonna do right. I talk to that lady. Um, nigga, what lady? <laughs> that shit had me crying. But anyway, um, homegirl over here said she needs to bring somebody to the forefront. Um, I still feel the way I feel about 50 Cent. And Little Wayne, um, our our guest last time said he wasn't too happy with the way I dragged Little Wayne. But you know what? What I feel like silence is compliance. And even if Little Wayne didn't feed the the fire with Fifty Cent and have comments, the fact that he was sitting back laughing means that maybe it's not. I don't want to say he agreed. But he didn't see it as enough of an issue to speak up. And that, to funny. me, is a problem. It's it a problem. Funny. The fact that he found it funny is a problem. So, yeah, so he needed to get dragged. He needed to get dragged for a long time, but I've just been letting him slide. So, yeah, he needed to get dragged then. But, yeah, so who are we bringing? Um, Mr. West. Kanye West. Um, it's Pastor. He got a full-on church. Man. I don't know what he got or what he's doing and i sympathize with that man because losing your mom will make you go crazy and i'm gonna say this right now if you got kids in the room please send them to their bed please i understand losing your mother and almost losing your mom i get it i agree with that but somebody need to go wake her ass up your son is acting an ass in these streets Harriet Tubman didn't free black people. She just moved them to go work for other white people. Did he explain the context in which I he said I don't listen to shit he says. It's like T.I. with Candace Owens. She said, she said, I didn't get to finish my comment. He goes, but you started with bullshit. I just, I look at Kanye and I'm just like, this man has so much mental health issues. And I'm for people that... You, un- you see that you need help, and you go and you get help. Kanye is a man that I feel does not want help. That man said his ideal running mate is Jay-Z. How, nigga? Jay-Z don't even How? talk to him. It's not even about him talking to him. Y'all are at different parts of your life. This nigga's trash. Your wife is sitting over here getting poked 13 million times. With surgery and shit in her ass, walking around here looking like a bumblebee, she can't talk to your stupid, simple ass. Wow. Like, I'm, I'm over him. But and what did I'm she old. do? She's his wife. That is enough. It's like committing a murder. Bitch, your ass is there. You're getting charged for mur- with murder, too. That's what that is. And everybody in that family, nobody could to tap him. Hello, sir, sir, sir. Hello. Mm. Shh, shh. Don't say nothing. Don't say that. Nobody could tell him that. He, and when he comes out with the bullshit, running for president. nobody signs a disclaimer, sends out a disclaimer to say, we do not agree with what Kanye said. But yet still, Chloe wanted to friggin' 
drag Jordan to the hill for that cheating ass nigga that she with. And she's like, oh, we're not together. Yes, y'all are, bitch. You just don't want to look stupid. So you you look dumb. The whole family gets on my nerves. And then Caitlyn Jenner talk about, oh, I want to be his running mate. Bitch, you're running as a Republican. You're a transgender woman that do not support any transgender law. You sit here. You are in Trump pocket too. I don't care. That you makes no sense for... ass bitch. For, I'm over them. Yeah, because I, I have heard comments where she's gone against transgender people and the LGBTQ community. How? I don't How? understand it. How? I don't you understand. You were a full woman married to another woman. And your marriage was legal. Why? Because you was a nigga back then? Like, you sound dumb. Because your story is you always felt like you were a woman, but you were married to a woman, dog. That's dumb to me. And but then you, you turn around it. and say, yeah. I don't support equal marriages. What? Why you want people to accept you? I mean, I have no problem you living in your truth. This is your truth, and I will call you whatever you want to be called, and I will allow you that opportunity to live in your truth without downing you for it. But you can't be sitting there and trying to drag the same people that you're riding in the boat with. That don't make no sense to me. It's like being in a boat with people and you trying to sink parts of the boat while you sitting in it. Yeah, because your part don't have no water yet. You look stupid. And back to Mr. Stupid Ass Kanye. You need to figure it out. You need to figure it the fuck out. Because now you embarrassed. It's one thing. When, when this nigga sat there and said Bush didn't care about white people, about black people. You were telling the truth. Because we saw what was happening in Katrina. Now, your ass did a full 180. This MAGA person's bad. MAGA hat. Supporting Trump. Racist. Sexist. He, and now Trump he's like running little against girls. him. And that make me feel like you like little girls too. Because you support a nigga that do that. You sound stupid. Harriet Tubman ain't free no safe. She just made him go work for, for white people. My nigga, like what is that? What are we doing? And then he's running... And he knows that he's going to be splitting the votes because these black people, just like how white people voted Trump in to um, to run because they wanted a white man. They're going to do it, too. He's a celebrity. I don't know why we keep on electing celebrities that have never worked one day in politics. You well, never the last time they did it. Office. Oh, no, they did it with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You never said he wasn't running for president. And then Ronald Reagan was a celebrity before he ran. We need to stop that. And we saw what Ronald Reagan was the devil. Yes, thank you, Yui. And that's it. We need to sit down like, okay, fine. You want to be a a part of politics? You have to serve some time in Congress. You have to be a mayor. You got to go to your community meetings and show that you actually care. Not just Kanye oh, is just a narcissist I that needs a, a bigger platform. That's not what that He's is. He's just a black version of Trump. It's a narcissist that wants that power, that wants a bigger platform. That's all that is. It's not about caring about people. I do not believe that there was one ounce of Donald Trump that said, you know what, America is in a bad place and I feel like I can help it. There was no ounce of him. And I don't think Kanye is thinking that way either. It's just a bigger platform to feed his narcissism. So, yeah. Um, his record sales are, are trash. And we need to make sure he don't get in office. And for anybody that's out there thinking this is a joke, y'all thought it was a joke four years ago. 
Now we got the biggest clown sitting in the White House. It's funny. It's not funny. Now we looking stupid. The world around us is saying Americans can't go nowhere. Shit, when the Caribbean block Americans from flying? Yeah. You know it's fucked up. Europe is like, um, y'all can't come here. No, we can't go nowhere. Y'all can't go nowhere. We can't let, we we like those ghetto kids that your mama didn't let you hang out with. Yeah, you <laughs> That nobody, nobody mama let them hang out with. This is just the ghetto, the whole 50 states. This is like living in the ghetto, knowing your kids is bad, but the neighbor kids is horrendous. And you talking shit about the neighbor's kid while your kid right now is doing a stand upstate. And you still talking shit. We are the neighbor's kids. America is living in a constant state of hold my beer. Let me show you how dumb we are. And for the fuckers in Florida that don't want to wear a damn mask, you're a part of the problem. I wish they would just be like, we go, need to do a purge for Florida. Um, in the words of my daughter, go light your booty hole on fire. <laughs> she said that yesterday. I was crying. Yeah, go light your booty hole on fire. Th- that's what they need to do. I wish Florida. all of them would have listened to him and drank bleach. <laughs> wow. Because then there would be less people here to deal with. And sure. you know about these mass mandates? These governors need to mandate it. People in While they Florida, trying to the force kids, they mandating kids go to to go back to school, but they not mandating people wearing masks. The governor of Georgia is suing the mayor, the black mayor. That's of who needs to get dragged for mass mandate. And then he's also trying to stop her from giving from talking to the press. Do we not see what's happening here? These people don't give it. And then these are the same people that stand in front of you with a mask on their face telling you, don't mandate masks. Help me make that shit make sense. I'm sick of it. And that's where we're going to stop that to talk about our, our actual conversation tonight. Bring um, the kids back. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. All right. So the first thing I... I um. A listener sent this question out to me a couple of weeks ago, and we haven't had a time to address it yet because we've been, we were speaking about the movement for a while. And FYI, for those in the back, black lives still matter. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so. Put your fist up. Show black love. So, um, yeah, we, this girl put her fist up for y'all to see. Okay. I'm just the, saying. The Ciroc, you know. the Ciroc and Passion Tea's already canceled. No, I'm telling you right now. This is Patron. Don't disrespect Oh, well, I'm having Ciroc. Um, but this is it, though. As soon as you say put your black fist up, you know people in the living room like, y'all. <laughs> they know the vibe. Black, black fist up. Black lives still matter. Yep. But, yeah, she sent that. And the question was, if you have to think about somebody else, before you get in the mood for sex with your significant other, is that cheating? Now, this is a married woman who this conversation came up between her and her husband. So, yeah, would that be considered cheating if you have to think about somebody else before you have sex to get turned on? It's time to hit the road, Jack. You got to leave. You have to leave that person. Is it cheating? Is it cheating? The mind is an amazing place and also a horrible place to be when you're depressed. But if you have to literally, as a woman, in order to get in the mood, if I have to think of a man, that means I have to think of not just his face, 
I'm thinking about his body, his touch, his smell. Yeah, that's cheating to me. I don't know what it is for men, but I do think that that's cheating. Like, this is not just for all watching a random porn or some random ass person. I'm thinking about somebody. That means that I'm here with homeboy B because he definitely ain't A. And A is just on my mind. And I'm thinking about his face, his, his touch, his body, his smell, all his moves, the conversation. I'm no longer with you. I okay. Sexually. All right. So I had a situation where I dated somebody. And because the sex was so bad... Uh-uh. Like I would think about somebody else before and during, and it was somebody I was in a relationship with somebody I cared about, but it was just horrible, and the chemistry wasn't there. And I let him know. I told him, "Hey, this is bad or whatever," and he didn't take me serious. But in the moment, with me doing that, I didn't think I was cheating. I think what was happening would lead me to cheat. So, what goes on in your head, per se, is not cheating. It's the action that comes out of what's going on in your head. And for that reason, I had to tell him, you know what? I'm going to walk away. I don't want to be with you anymore. Because I knew if I stayed, I would have cheated. Because I had access to the person I was thinking about. And I knew all it had to take was, yo, come through. And it would be, say less. Word? Say less. That's what it would be. So I knew it was very easy. And I knew if time continued and things were going the same way, that that's what it would lead to. That call would happen. Like, the person I was thinking about, I worked with them. I saw them every single day. You know, we would take the train together home. So it's like, that would have been very, very easy to do. So I had to kind of step away from that situation and be like, you know what? I'm going to leave that alone because I cannot be. So to answer the question, I don't think it's cheating. It's highly inappropriate and it will lead to cheating. But I don't think it's cheating. And for me, I think it's cheating because where cheating is. And I think it's also where you cannot what punish somebody that, for what goes on in their mind. What's going on in your mind is be- like, OK, fantasy is better than reality at this point in this person's life. And I feel like if you're with somebody, your partner, this is your husband or this is your wife, this is your reality and the person you're with is your fantasy. You understand? This is so much more than, oh my God, I think... You mean the person you're thinking about is your fantasy? No. I feel like once you're married, that person becomes your fantasy. It's your living fantasy. Oh, okay. That, that's what I feel. And it also be- deals with... Where exactly do you think cheating starts? It starts in the mind. The action, I mean, it I, starts I in the mind. I just don't, I don't agree with the idea of punishing somebody for what goes on. I mean, if you don't, I don't think it's like the person, if I tell the person, is that person going to be hurt? And then you're that? stupid as hell if you tell the person, yo. I was thinking about old boy because yo shit is <laughs> trash. trash. We yeah, you, you stupid. We need to normalize telling men when they're falling short. We need to be. Oh no, like, I normalized that a long time ago. I need ago. to say, um, sir, stop. If he's doing below the waist and it's just trash, be like, um, sir, get up, get up. We need to have a conversation because you're not gonna stop. You're gonna learn. That's it. 
And I feel like if the person you're dealing with is horrible, you need to talk to them. Now, if they're not listening, you got to hit the road, Jack. And it, it sucks when you've had experiences that are good and then you run into an experience that is trash. It's like, okay, I, could, I, 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 I mean, know what this is supposed to I was feel like. For a year. And, this, and this, <laughs> this does not feel right. Like, for example, a guy going down, like, that has always been mediocre to me. Because I don't think I've ever had it done the right way. But recently, Bucha, if anybody else comes after and they can't match that, it's like, I don't want to deal with you. You got to match that or be better. So that stuff, I, I just feel like it encourages people to step their game up. As opposed to telling the person, you know, you're thinking of somebody else, I feel like you should let them know where they're falling short that your mind is wandering. Your mind is wandering for a reason. Mm -hmm. Either the foreplay is not what it's supposed to be, or the fellatio is out, or what's happening in the moment is not where it's supposed to be. And whatever it is that's lacking, you need to be able to tell the person that. I would not tell them, hey, I'm thinking of such and such person, but I will tell you, this is not working for me. Maybe you should try this. And I feel like you should be comfortable enough in your relationship to say, hey, I want you to do it this way. I like it this way. You know, do this. Put a little, you know, mm-hmm. explain in detail what you want. And the other person shouldn't be offended because you're expressing what they want. Just like you should be open to people saying, you know, do it this way. Try this. Try that. You should be open to that. Don't be smiling at me. But listen, your, your face is telling a different story. Even if your mouth is not moving, your face is telling a story and I'm not with it. But to answer that question, she thinks it's cheating. I don't think it is. I, can't, I don't think you could punish somebody for what goes on in their head. It is highly inappropriate, but it is not cheating. So how long you think that person is going to last with that before they make the action? It might not last long. If they have means and opportunity to the person that they're thinking about... Then yeah, it might not take Girl, that long. If his, if his back shot is not hitting right, pack him up, sir. <laughs> you don't gotta go live on the streets, but your ass can't live in here no more. You gotta go. I, I feel like you should be comfortable to have that conversation and let them know what's lacking. And try that out first, especially if you care about the person. Try it out. See if you telling them that they would. And don't give just criticism. Give constructive criticism. Criticism. Don't just say, yo, this is trash. That's me. That, what no, that's not. I ask questions. I'm like, what are we doing? That, that's criticism. That's not constructive. I've done because, that guy. I've asked him, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you don't like it? No. Because you're not that? telling him what he should do different. So that's not constructive. That's not helping nothing. But anyway, yeah, I guess I hope that answers your question. The fact that we're divided is not a good thing, but I hope that answers your question but somewhat. I feel like having that conversation, maybe they're divided in their answers as well. Having that, um, sending yeah. that question? Yeah. They're probably divided. And I hope... And we didn't help. We didn't. We didn't help. We just made it a little bit more divisive. <laughs> It'd be like, I told you, but this one said this. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. You cannot, you cannot punish somebody for what goes on in their head. She feels like cheating starts in the mind. And I think it goes back to what 
the couples decide cheating is. They need to define that for themselves. And once they've defined that for themselves, then they know whether or not that would be cheating. Um, So thank you so much for sending in your questions. We encourage everybody who listens to send in Send in some questions, whether it's like a full-on situation you're having or you're just wondering about something, you want to hear our opinion, send the question in and we'll try to answer it once it's sent in. But our topic for tonight, uh, we weren't sure what we wanted to address, so we put the question out to a few people to find out what they wanted us to discuss. And one of the topics that came up was toxic in-laws. And... um, some of the grounds this person wanted us to cover was mother-in-laws that coddle their sons, treat them like babies. You gonna have to move back in with your mama. I've never had to deal with somebody like that per se. I've never, but I feel like in the Bible it says when a man becomes a man, he takes his wife and he moves on and he lives somewhere else. Don't quote me on that. That's probably not the full it's, verse. It's it's from the Renee. Renee Levations. Exactly. Um, I feel like a man needs to be a man. Your mom should not have... I mean, granted, you could get advice from other people. You know, maybe you and your wife are having an issue and you go and you sit down and you're having a conversation with your mother. I feel like because this is the type of mother I have, a, a mother should be exactly that, uh, a person looking in. It shouldn't be like, oh, well, because you're my child. No. Your, your mother needs to tell you the pros and cons from your side. Let you know that, hey, you were wrong here or, or you, you were right. Or you're too zinc short of a shit house. Yes. <laughs> All you need is two zinc to make the perfect shit house. My mother was the truth. <laughs> I tell you that. Peace, mommy. But we never, if we were wrong in a situation... Please believe. She cussed us out, right? I remember. I will always remember. My brother said to my mother, his son, oh, that's not my son, blah, blah, blah. My mother said, well, if you didn't bring your fast ass there, she wouldn't have choice to call your name. And that was the end of it. It was my brother's son. My brother's trash. He got over that. He raised his son. But I feel like your parents should be not, they shouldn't be taking sides. Because once you get married to somebody, you've invited that person into your family. That is now your daughter because she's now married to your son. And a lot of mothers don't see that. They, I think some mothers have a sick connection to their sons. It's almost like, it's like the Oedipus Rex complex. You ever read Oedipus Rex? No. How the mother, tell and, me, tell me. The mother and father, the mother and son had this like relations. You know, they were almost sexually attracted to one another. It was weird and sick. And a lot of mothers, even though they wouldn't move that way with their sons, that's how they behave. It's like they almost, their sons wake up in the morning and they want their sons to send them the good morning text instead of their girlfriends. They want their sons to, on Mother's Day, cater to them as opposed to their wives. You know, the wives that birthed their children. You know, it's, it's almost sick where they, they crave attention. And it's sad and pathetic. And I am thankful to God that when I was married, my in-laws were really nice to me. My mother-in-law is like one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my whole entire... Well, my ex-mother-in-law 
is one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my whole life. If I could take her and leave her son, that would be amazing. Because she was extremely nice to me. Very, very nice. She welcomed me in. She always gave good advice. She was always kind. Never an ill word. Even after we got divorced, she still reached out to me. And she was always so sweet to me. Unexpectedly sweet. And I think it's the fact that she is... She's just a sincere person all around. So I appreciated that. So I don't have the horror stories of mothers-in-law. I have seen horrible mother-in-laws. I've seen them act a fool. And I'm thankful that I didn't go through that. But I, I believe that we need to hold our family members accountable to be the best person that they could possibly be. If you're doing that, then you're, you're a good in-law. Yeah. And I also feel like if you're married to a man and his mother cannot tell him, you need to stop. And he actually listens and stop. You need to get out of that marriage. Because that man is not going to change. She, she, she left the rod. And she spoiled the shit out of the child. He ain't get enough. And I hate those mothers who will know their kids are not doing right. And still pick up for them. And still, like, it's horrible. So you really want, you call this person somebody you love and care about, and you really want them out here looking crazy and acting crazy and not being worthy of something? One conversation I have with my brother all the time, I tell him this all the time, the worst possible thing for me is for another girl to look at you the way I looked at my ex-husband. I don't want any girl to look at you like that. So I advise him on how he should handle his relationship. I advise him on how he should handle his future wife. The different things he should do to show her respect. And best believe if he's not doing those things, I will hold him accountable. I will tell him, you know, you being a piece of shit and she should leave your ass. And if she come to me crying and I know and I find out from him that what she is saying, what she's accusing him of doing... Is actually true. I will tell him, leave him. You want me to find your boyfriend? I'll straight up tell her that. Oh, he cheated? <laughs> Go he, find your real nigga. He not respecting you? You got a whole chunk. What? He disrespecting you in your house in front of your kid. Girl, find your boyfriend. You want me to sign you up for POS? I'll hook you up. I think that's like the situation. Like, I don't understand... Even though I know some toxic moms, I don't understand why you would do that to your child. Because at the end of the day, women could do two things. They could kill your child or leave your child. So what, where, do you, where do you draw the line for your child? Where do you say, listen, what you're doing, you need to stop. Or you sit down with both of them because they're both your children and be like, you guys need to seek some. If you cannot be that person that is detached and able to talk to your child, whether it's your son or your daughter, and say you were wrong, you need to tell them, please don't bring it to me anymore because I cannot be unbiased. Now, what about, okay, so we're talking about the spouse being disrespectful or not holding their end of the bargain of what they should be doing. What about if you're in a situation where you have a mother-in-law or father-in-law, sister, brother-in-law, that they're invasive, that they're disrespectful? Because I know of a situation where 
This person I know, he has a father-in-law who will walk into his home that he pays mortgage for and won't speak unless he speaks. So he won't even greet him when he walks in his own house. This man will walk in because he's the father-in-law. He expects for that person to say, good afternoon, how you doing? When walking into his house, he won't greet the man. He's disrespectful. He won't respond when this person speaks. What role does your spouse have in checking that situation? You have to. You have to be like, listen, daddy. No. This is my husband. Exactly. You have to let him know this is the man you're choosing to get married to. You chose to marry this man. If you have children with this man, my children are seeing how you're behaving. And that in itself mm -hmm. could cause disrespect. And at the end of the day, he, this man may not be able to put hands on you. But he could beat the hell out of his kids. Mm -hmm. I, I find that to be very disrespectful. To be, it's like... Why I would have told him straight. I, it, it don't have to be my fault. He has to leave. And if he looks at his wife and say, your father has to leave. What she has to do is get up. Dad, you have to go. That's what it has to be. You can't allow people to cause dysfunction in your circle, in your home. You can't. You can't do that. Because when that person, when God takes that person away. Or when that person is in their house with their spouse, they're living their best life. And you know what pisses me off sometimes? The people who have the most shit to say about other people's relationship don't allow anybody to speak on theirs. That's the part that blows my mind. You're in a relationship that's toxic, toxic as hell. You talk about everybody else's situation. You don't want anybody talking about yours. If your shit is in shambles, don't come over here. Mind your business because I'm the one to be like, bitch, get your house. Is your house in order? Or all your shit you should You should never allow oh, somebody to, that does not tolerate. You shouldn't allow disrespect, period. But it's even worse when you allow somebody who does not tolerate disrespect to disrespect you. Exactly. And there's some people out there that do not allow a soul to speak on their relationship. Yep. But yet still, you sit in there like a duck listening to everything they have to say about yours. That's the shit you got to make make sense. You better, Kanye West, that bitch, even though I don't like that nigga. Um, I don't mean to cut you, but please shut the fuck up. No, you need to sit them down. Well, since we're... I'm glad you brought up relationships. Since we're talking about relationships, you know I saw Peter with the 16-year-old girl down the street standing at the bus stop? He was let's, trying to get her in his car? Since talk we about, talking. Let's talk about how you paid all the bills in your house, mama, and he don't do shit. Let's and talk about it. Come home, cook dinner, clean house, and still go in the room and have sex. Let's talk about uh, it. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how your daughter... It's pregnant for your husband. Let's talk about that. I hope that's not happening to anybody's family because that is horrible. That right there is horrible. And that has happened to a lot of people. Let's talk about the fact that you got five baby mothers with six kids. Hmm. Damn. 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 <laughs> I mean, let's talk, let's talk about y'all know who your baby daddy is. <laughs> That nigga that's in your house every day, that's not that baby's daddy. Let's talk about, like, all the stuff he got going on on the side while he's with you. 
He got all these women pregnant and he's with you. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about his job interview on Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> it's always Tuesdays, isn't it? It's always Tuesdays. Let's talk about that. But like, but this is it though. Or his car that don't work. I always tell my friends in relationships. And it's in the shop, Shauna. <laughs> Why are we calling people out? Pokemon. <laughs> no, but like, let's be real though. I always tell my friends, if they're asking me, like, they're in relationships and X, Y, and Z is happening. I say what I have to say, but then I also have a, di- a disclaimer. But you're also getting the opinion of a single person. I'm speaking from a single person perspective. You, when people give you their opinions, you don't have to follow that. Thank them. If it's wanted opinion, then say, you know what, thank you, but I need to think about this some more. And nobody should get upset about that. Now, let me play devil's advocate for one second. Because we need to look at the flip side of things. Sometimes you have disrespectful in-laws because you have spouses that complain about the person they're with to their in-laws. You understand? They go back and they say all these horrible things. Say you're this, you're X, Y, and Z behind your back. They talk dog shit about you to their mother, father, brother, sister, cousin. So when that person sees you, they won't have respect for you because of the things they've heard. This is it. And this is why, um, again, Miss Ruby Taylor, when you're able to tell somebody when you are, if I went to my mother and I'm complaining XYZ and that should not make you feel any way towards that that person. I am your child or I am your sister and I'm complaining. Granted, you have to also understand. Be careful what you say. Your family holds a grudge. Your family and your friends will hold a grudge a lot longer than you do. Now, if you're complaining about petty things, oh my God, he always leaves his shoes in the in the friggin' room. He doesn't clean up anything. That's fine. But when you're going in debt and you're complaining about serious things, understand that your family and your friends will hold a grudge a lot longer than you may do. Y'all may be like, oh my God, he cheated on me. Da 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 da. I may be like, bitch, and you stay. Every time I see him, I'm going to bring it up. But guess what? You're, that wasn't a deal breaker for you. It was a deal breaker for your friends and family. Deal, exactly. It was a yeah. deal break, breaker for me. Why well, I still got my mask on? Because we need to be wearing it all the time. In the house. In the house. <laughs> um, <laughs> cheating may be a deal breaker for your mom, your dad, your sister, your best friends, your homegirls, your homeboys. It is not a deal breaker for you. And no matter how much you feel that you have forgiven him, y'all have moved past that, your family's not going to forget that. They not. So that's what you have to check sometimes. You do have to be careful Yeah. a lot of the time. And don't think that, oh, I should be able to talk to y'all about everything and blah, 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 blah. No, the fuck, you can't. I'm going to be mad for you. And I'm mm-hmm. going to be mad days after you, okay? No, but that's the first question you have to ask. When you peep that your, your in-laws are being disrespectful, the first thing you got to 
say to you, you can't just assume that they're being disrespectful because they're jealous of your situation, they're overprotective or whatever. You got to bring it up to your spouse. Yo, why does she feel the need to walk into my house and not speak to me? Why is she rolling her eyes every time I talk? Why is she cutting me off? Why is she using condescending remarks? What did you say? To make her feel like she could deal with me like that. Or you could start the conversation like this. If it's just be like, I hope your sister know I will beat her ass. Wow. But why? She come in my house and she don't talk. Okay, we'll fix that. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If I have an issue with a person my, my brother chooses to be with when he's an adult and he has his own home, I will straight up tell him. I won't interact with that person, period. I'm not going to show up at your crib with that person there and not interact with them. I'm not going to disrespect you like that. I don't mess with them because of X, Y, and Z. So you can never say I come into your house and I disrespect you. You can never call me out for that. And I think it comes with transparency too. The person in the relationship needs to be upfront and honest with their family. You need to call things out. When you see your spouse doing bullshit or your family members doing bullshit, you need to call it out. And while we're on the subject, because we're on the subject of toxic in-laws, please understand, just because, let me tell you something. There's a special level of forgiveness I'll give family. Real talk, I'll give family that because I feel like family are the people that God chose. God chose those people. And I don't want to sit here and think that God doesn't have my best interest at heart. He chose those people for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's family. But when my family goes out and chooses a spouse, God didn't choose that spouse. <laughs> they chose that spouse. So when your spouse starts to act up, the same level of forgiveness I'll give you, I won't give your spouse. Because you chose that person. You chose the bullshit. I didn't. Exactly. I don't have to kiss their ass. I refuse to kiss their ass. They cannot come in my face. Exactly. That's just what that is. Please understand that the person you choose is the person you choose. You got to tolerate them. Your family members don't. Exactly. I don't. Because I don't tolerate nobody. Once I feel disrespected, it's all out. Well, we have opened all the doors and all the stops. And as my sibling, you, you don't got to pick sides. But trust me. I I'll, I'll pick it for you. you. I, I, I feel like this is it. In a family, if I'm having an issue with somebody in your family, and it's not something that can be resolved, I will never tell somebody to choose me over their family. Because I'd be like, yo, don't choose a for sure thing for a flake like me. But I will let you know this. This problem that's happening is never going to stop. Because you refuse to call that person on their shit. Now, just understand what that means for me is I'm not going to no family function. I'm not socializing with nobody. And if your mama want to act funny too, I will not socialize with her too. Because before I disrespect somebody's mom, I'm going to step back. Now, if your mama keep on poking... Understand. See, there's some characteristics I've grabbed from Renee and others it. I have left behind. You see that characteristic as that, you know what? I don't give a fuck how you feel. I'm going to be comfortable in my own skin. 
That's where I'm at. So I will go to the family functions. And I will pass you like a test, like the old people say. I will ignore your ass. Because I'm not going to miss out on, on an opportunity. I'm very family-oriented. I love spending time with my family. There's nothing more. Into, you you want to show me a good time? Put me in a room full of my cousins. And just leave us alone. for. T- I will laugh till my stomach hurt. Just chilling with my cousins. Just chilling with my uncles and aunts. I will laugh till it hurt. I, l- I actually love spending time with my actual blood family. But the extras, the side pieces, I'm not going to miss out on an opportunity to spend time with my family just to avoid the side pieces. They will be there and I will ignore the shit out of them. I will say this. I love being around my nephews and my nieces. That I could do. My sisters, there's only one sister that has a significant other. And I love him to death. And she knows this. We've fallen out over it. I've been, I've been accused. Of picking sides, which I haven't. I just eased up off of both their ass. But my thing is like this. I will always take the L because I value my peace. Because I know me. I'm going to get into a room with you and I don't like you. You breathe too hard. Why are you talking? You don't got to say nothing. Because now I'm going to make everybody feel uncomfortable. Everybody going to be like, well, then you don't got to do that. You didn't have to do that. Yes, I did, because I don't like you. So because I know how I am when I don't like a person, I have to sit back row. Because everything that person do is now on front screen for me, and that I'm only focused on them. I'm not going to allow you to think I'm bothered by you. I, I, will, by I will be in the same spaces as you. I am bothered by everything. I am bothered by the way you're looking, by the way you're talking, the breath. You, if you drop down dead, I'll probably be happier in that moment. Wow. That's where I'm at. Uh, so for me, I've had to, I've, like, my sister Stacey will tell you, countless of her friends I don't like, and I curse them out. And they be like, that's just how Renee is. She just going to curse us out. They took it because they already knew. Stacey, say something, and Stacey will fight you. And that's how it was. All my other sisters not really like that. <laughs> wow. Shots fired? Shots fired. Grenades thrown. Exactly. <laughs> That's horrible. You're horrible. But I mean, yeah, we have to look at it from all angles. Another thing is sometimes you deal with... You have to check your family. Yeah, you You have to to check your family. it has to be you that check your family. You need to check your family. You need to check your spouse too. Exactly. You need to check your family before someone else checks your family. Because what's going to end up happening is your wife or your husband is going to check your brother or your sister... Now they're gonna, you're gonna be in the middle of that, and it's gonna be a tug of war for you to pick sides. Mm-hmm. It should never have to get that way. It should be like, yo, I, I was hanging out with your family. Your sister said X, Y, and Z to me, and your husband or you, you go right ahead and be like, yo, let me understand something. What happened? Tell me your side, cause I heard her side. And if your sister or your brother is bullshitting, you let them know right away. Cut the shit. Cause if you think I won't stomp in your ass, you got another thing coming. And that and that's and it goes back to calling people out on what they do. You do because the same way I preach to my brother to do things the right way as far as the people he dates. Because I, I don't have I'm the oldest of all my siblings. And it's only like it's only two of them I can really like sit them down and say, Hey, such and such is the case. This is what 
the rest I can't really talk to like that. The other two I can't talk to like that. But those two, I can sit there and tell them, hey, do this this way, do that that way. That would be better. My brother is one of them. I love my brother to bits. That's like my son. That's how I see him. So I tell him to do the right thing. And I make sure he's doing the right thing. He comes to me with a complaint about his, his girlfriend or whatever. I'll tell him, yo, what did you do? Did you do X, Y, and Z? Did you do anything? How did you react? What did you say? Why would she do such and such? And if he has checked off all the boxes of the right things to do, best believe I'm going to find whoever girl, whatever girlfriend it is at the moment. And I will peel her wig back. And I'll call the crazy one in Texas to peel her too. Ain't no 1v1. You're getting She's jumped. getting jumped. She will be dragged. And Ring around the Rosie. That's it. I'm going to run her over with my little car. That's it. All of that. That's it. And also, if you have family members that are in your personal business, you, we need to normalize telling people, mind your business. If you're not ready for people to know what's happening in your family, that is a-okay. I, I, listen, I'm in a place where I'm quick to tell people, which one of them bills you paying? Which one are you ready to pay? Because I will welcome the help and welcome your advice at the same time. It's not, I don't have a problem with unsolicited advice. I have a problem with you feeling like you could choose how I live my life. That's where the problem lies. You giving me advice on how to do different things. Hey, you may have lived longer than I have. You may have seen things a different way. And I welcome that. But when you insist on trying to dictate how my home runs, that's a problem. And you can only do that if you're paying one of my bills. But this is also it, though. I feel like people feel, if I come to you and I'm like, yo, Sheena, X, Y, and Z, da, 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 and you give me your opinion. People feel like you have to follow their opinion from A to Z. That's not what that is. I could pick and choose to follow some things, and then I still have to think about it for myself. That especially You're because not a robot. It's, you don't in, people don't input and you do the output. That's not a thing. It especially becomes a problem once you have kids. Once you have children, that and 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 the funny thing is when you have kids, you know that grandmothers on both sides have that child's best interest at heart. That's in the ideal situation. Yeah. But at the end of the day, as the parents. You will get opinions all over the... When my um, godson's mom had him, I said to her, listen, you call me. I'll give you advice. Your mother will give you advice. The pediatrician will give you a different set of advice. You evaluate your own son. Exactly. You say to yourself, you know what? A mix of this one's advice, this one's advice, and that one's advice is what's going to work for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should just disregard this person's advice because that's not going to work. Maybe I should take... There are times my mother has given me advice regarding my daughter. And there are times that it works. And other times I'm looking at how my daughter is as a person. And what's best for her growth and development as far as her social skills. And I can tell that what my mother is suggesting is not going to work Mm -hmm. for her. I think it's time we start looking at children as living beings. They also have an opinion... They also feel they have the right to live their own life. You and and the, old, the older that. in-laws in the, the, in the families need to realize that 
Your kids don't remain kids forever. When you're addressing someone, you're addressing an adult. Mm -hmm. And you need to deal with them like an adult. If they're an adult living in your house and mooching off of you, that's one thing. You address them as such. But if there's somebody living on their own trying to build their own family and you don't give a dime to their lifestyle, you need to address them as such. Thank you don't you. need to kiss nobody's ass, but you need to respect the fact that that's their home. Mm-hmm. And what they do in their home is their business. Yeah. I think it comes from like understanding that these little people that y'all have grow up to be big people. And they don't forget. Because your ass ain't forget. And we need to... And where it comes as giving advice, whether you're giving it to a third where I think me and Ashina are stuck in a in a place of giving a 13 year old advice that knows everything. Yeah. And our advice is not needed. Yeah. It's not wanted. But yet so it's asked for. She yeah. She, she know everything. <laughs> she you know everything. You can't tell her shit. She knows everything, but yet so she always needs advice. And mm. she always wants to tell the story. And I think that is it though. You could tell somebody how you have dealt with things. Mm-hmm. But you also need to respect this may not be how they will deal with it. They may not be able to manage it the way you manage it. Yeah, you tell them, give it some extra thought. Uh, This is how I did it, but I don't know if it's going to work for you. Give it some extra thought. Let me know what you think. If you need extra advice, let me know. I'm here if you need help. That's what you... And then you know what? As a spouse, as a spouse, you have to realize that if you don't check your family members, especially before you have children, if you have a mother, brother, or sister who's extremely intrusive, extremely disrespectful, you deter your spouse from wanting to have children with you. Because I'd be damned if I'm in a situation with a man who has family that's disrespectful for me, to me, for me to turn around and breed for him. Ain't no way in hell. Because then my kid's going to be at their house and they're going to be disrespecting me in front of my kid. And I think that's the thing, though. We need to draw the line. Like, what you can handle is what you can handle. But when you bring a little person in this world, you need to make sure you can handle a little bit more. Because at the end of the day, someone talking to you as a single person, you need to shut up. Versus they saying that in front of your kids, you need to shut up. Bitch, who you talking to? I will knock your shit off. You need to make sure people know how to speak to you Mm -hmm. with respect. Not saying that you have to agree with everything someone's saying. You can disagree and still have respect. And in a relationship where a man and a woman, you need to understand your marriage is between you and your wife, you and your husband. Mm -hmm. Your mother did not take any vows with Mm y'all. Your brother and your sister, they may have sat their ass in the audience. But they did not take any vows with you. And they'll be quick to let you take the fall on your own. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to let people know. And I think it is, it's very instrumental where you have to have these conversations before you get married. Mm-hmm. Um, letting them know this is how I believe. These are my beliefs. This is how I was raised. These are my opinions on certain conversations because I cannot be in a relationship with a man that don't feel the same way I feel about. I, I, I just feel like the person, you have to always use your middleman. And I was watching something the other day where a girl 
had a problem with a guy. She was yelling at the guy or whatever. Her boyfriend comes into the room and the boyfriend says, no, the, boy, the guy starts yelling back. The boyfriend says, don't talk to my wife, talk to me. So I feel like in a situation where you're married, if your family member has an issue with your spouse, you encourage them, don't talk to my family, talk to me. And let me talk to my wife. Let me talk to my husband. Vice versa. You understand? If your wife has a problem with your family members, tell them, listen, don't talk to them, talk to me. And let me talk to them. This is something I learned. I forget who teach me. I don't know if this was Sarge that taught me this or if it was mommy that taught me this. I don't know who taught me this. When you get married, the person you're married to, and if you guys have children, that is now your, your family. Your family, yeah. Your mother, your sister, your brother, those are your relatives. Mm-hmm. So they're now in the same boat as aunt and uncle. Yeah. They're relatives. Your husband... If your husband has an extended child and you haven't, that is now your family. Yeah. You've decided to marry this person. That is your family. So family deserves a different type of respect. Because you said that. Your relatives now, you need to be able to talk to them. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to put on the, put on the front, you listen. Maybe you need to go to their house on Sunday and say, listen. We about to have this conversation. I hope it's we only have it one time. I hope we don't gotta have it two, three times because I'm not gonna have it two, three mm-hmm. times with you. You cannot talk to my wife or my husband how you feel. Mm-hmm. It affects me. It affects my home life. It affects my children. It affects my business. And you need to tell your wife or husband the same thing too. Because if your family is doing what they're supposed to do, but your spouse is not being respectful, you need to let them know, listen, that is not okay. It's not. And I don't stand behind you talking to them that way. And that's another thing. When your family may be doing everything, and then this person comes in, and I know somebody going to get on me for that. Who the hell is raising you for you to be disrespecting people's family? Because I'm quick to say, I know you fucking lying. <laughs> Who are you talking to? I will pull your shit back for my niece and my nephew and for my sisters. I may not like them all the time, but understand I love them. All the time. All the time. And if it's a choice between your disrespect and them, I'm choosing them. Mm-hmm. Because you need to understand as much. I will never go into a situation and disrespect anybody's family unless I am provoked. And once I am provoked, God bless everybody. Because even the dog gonna get even it. the dog. I'm gonna talk y'all to death. Mm-hmm. It's and necessary I'm gonna be like, sometimes. Are you ready? And I'm gonna look at you. Are you ready? Because if you're not, give me the keys. <laughs> it's time to go. And you may stay here. You yeah. might come home and the locks change. I don't know. Wow. All of that? All of that. Well, I hope we, we covered... I mean, there's more layers to in-laws or whatever, but I think we covered a good amount of it. And for those who are in situations where they're surrounded by toxic in-laws, speak to your spouse. Um, yeah, I feel that's where the first conversation ha- Have a is. conversation with your spouse. Have an open conversation. And if, it, and if it's your, your, your relative's wife or husband that's being disrespectful, have a conversation with that relative. Talk to them. Tell them how you feel and let them know that I'm not going to be dealing with your wife or husband because of the way they treated me. 
have those courageous conversations because yeah. we're we're afraid to have those conversations. So, and those conversations could be scary because you're looking at it like, you know, I love this person. I really love this person. And they're attached to this other person that is not being really nice to me. I don't want to say something and, and ruin my friendship with that person. But you have to stick up for yourself. But anyway, that's enough on that. We're going to end it here. We hope you all have a good week, and we'll talk to you all next Monday. Bye. Bye, guys.